It's okay to say you don't like it. What we do here is go back, 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 back. We're here today on recording on Thursday the 17th. It is currently going into the evening of today. It is 5.30. Uh, and we are bringing you the Weekly Brew 26. Uh, and yeah, it's another week. We're here. We're back. We're going to enjoy a beverage together and catch up and talk. Because that's what we love to do here. And we love for you to be in here with us, listening to our lives, and anything interesting that may happen within within the weeks, and interesting little topics to talk about. Um, but basically, we just want to catch up um, as bros and have a beer. Um, so without further ado, we start the top of this show with Brulette. Um, now, if you don't know what Brulette is, you're joining us in for the first time, um, feel free to go back and listen to another episode. Maybe that one might explain it. Maybe that one might not. Who knows? It's a it's a roulette of listening to episodes to figure out what is going on. But the basic premise is me and James are going to, uh, we have purchased a beverage uh, and we are going to try, in, in the hope of buying the same beverage um it has been going for many weeks now we are up to brulette 33 uh and that has not happened that has not happened but we hold hope um as we continue to devour new zealand's craft beer uh (laughs) um so let's get into it so on the count of three we will name the type of beverage we have purchased one two three Belgian wit beer. Oh, wheat beer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is this the first week where there's been no hazies, no IPAs, and no sours? It's got to be. I think that's exactly what's happened. Wheat beer. I yeah. hate wheat beer. Do you yeah. like wheat beer? Uh, uh, to be honest, um, no. <laughs> but I saw it and I wanted to give it a go. For, um, for all of those that don't know what's what's going on, it it is basically yeah, it's a it's a wheat beer. It's it's called wit beer, um, and it's Belgian, so it's basically called like a white beer, um, and it's it's basically just made with like barley and wheat, um, fermented, brewed mainly in Belgium. Um, and this one is exactly that. It's a it's a Belgian wit beer. <laughs> um, I mean, you might as well tell us more of the story. Where does it come from? What's its name? Uh, yes, sorry. Yes, yes. Uh, it, it is called the Wit Dream, um, which is play on words. Haha, <laughs> quite funny. Um, uh, it's from Double Vision Brewing Company, um, oh, yeah. which is Wellington. Miramar. Yep, mm-hmm. Wellington, Wellington uh, Brewery. Um, and yeah, it's, a uh, um, uh, what is it? 440 can, um, uh, 4.8%, 1.7 standards. So not too crazy. Um, yeah, I like their designs. It's just full on black can with yeah. small little, you know, um, 
artwork. Um, but yeah, honestly, I saw it and I'm like, I'm in the mood of trying beers that I don't usually do. Because I know that that's a conversation that we have had as to kind of not go too crazy. Push the but, boundaries. But exactly. Branch out. We're here to, you know, try different beers for a reason. Um, so yeah, I, I must say I, it is my, I believe it might be my first uh, wheat beer, my wit beer. Um, and saying that, I could have had one before, and I'd have no idea. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not sure. Do you mean um, ever, as opposed to just on the show? No, well, I, that's just it. I don't, I don't know. Like I may have had one before, but I, as I, you know, roll through my brain to try and figure out if I have or not, I'm not entirely sure. Like I looked at this can and saw Belgian wit beer, and I was like, huh. Am I going to enjoy this? Because I mm. was trying to recollect whether I have had it or not. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, you enjoyed last week's red ale, and I feel like I wheat beers and red ales can be quite similar. And you also enjoy the old double IPA, which is quite yep. strong. I think That's where I, str- I struggle with wheat beers is because they're quite, um, I don't know, they're quite like strong in a creamy way if that makes sense i'm trying to describe that like flavor profile um i keep thinking of umami but umami is not the is not the right way to describe it but bitter isn't right it's not like sour it's not sweet it's kind of i don't know whatever that central thing is but hey i mean i'm interested to see if you like it or not um i haven't gone quite as out of the box as you but i i had a similar similar line of thinking i was at the supermarket different supermarket today Ooh. i was at the uh the new world uh mini metro i don't even know if it's called one of those but on willis street in wellington so small selection um i was just down the end of town and decided to go there rather than schlep all the way to schaefer's and uh, I was presented with a pale ale. And I thought, you know what? I've bagged pale ales on the show. I've said, well, I would never choose one over an IPA. And uh, this one just jumped out at me. And I thought, you know what? Let's see if we can, you know, find a pale ale that, that <laughs> is better than the other pale ales. Um, so today I've got Herb Nauts pale ale, which I think I've had before. Maybe. Oh, I'm not mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Brixton and uh from a sort of a, a classic i lived overseas egypt perspective uh brixton was a part of london that i went through a lot because uh geography lesson for london uh a friend and i lived in crystal palace which is southeast further southeast than brixton and sort of crystal palace uh you can cat you can catch a bus from crystal palace to brixton brixton is the the bottom of the victoria line so mm-hmm. If you needed to get to a, you know other parts of London and you needed to get to the underground, Brixton was often where you would go. Uh, so it stood out at me. It was the only can of it left. Uh, so yeah, Urbnaut's Brixton Pale Ale. Should we crack them open? Yeah, let's do it. Cheers to you. Cheers. Do you want to go first or would you want extra time to percolate on what you've just put in your mouth? <sighs> yeah. 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 It t- <laughs> it's okay to say you don't like it. Uh, it, it. It honestly, it tastes like, it tastes like any normal 
like drink 12 pack beer that you would get uh to just get drunk on for the sake of drinking it's sort of in that like hagen yeah. kind of european yeah area. i mean not to say all wheat beers are like that because to be honest if i had to choose a wheat beer i'd probably choose one that was more down the drinkable end like you can get wheat beers that are super full-on it sounds like that probably isn't if you're saying that um no this one's like simple like it's it's not trying to be anything else but double vision trying to create a wheat mm. beer have a second sip and we'll come back to it okay. i feel like All you right. need it um my first of the brixton palau it's nice actually i mean it is a hot day it is later in the day so it's sort of prime beer conditions um uh, it's honestly it's actually really nice you know it's still a pale ale but i i expected to do better than any of the pale ales previously um and i think urbanaut's you know really solid with their core range that's part of why i got it but you had a second sip throw it back to you any any flavors developing any opinions forming yeah it's just like i uh, and i know i know it's in a can but it's very metallic Mm. it's got a very metallic taste to it um and like i said that could be coming from the can itself um but yeah you're right it really does remind me of a hagen and that's hagen itself reminds me of 2015 second year of uni uh which i went absolutely hard on take me back Uh, (laughs) um yeah um yeah Uh, it's so far from all of the other beers that i've had for brulette um mm. but interesting we've got to do it and it will get a ranking at the end of, it will end get of the a show so it will. i will continue to drink it because i want to drink it yeah um mm. well moving into sort of areas other than your your mixed feelings on <laughs> on belgian wet beer um it's been another week two yeah. two episodes in a row you know we've been slack's not the right word we've been slow off the mark this year but it's only been a week since our last episode um it's been sort of an interesting week in wellington uh i mean lots of new zealand most of new zealand got hit by a was it a cyclone it was a cyclone yeah a cyclone over the weekend a lot of rain here uh a lot of a lot of rain an annoying amount of rain enough <laughs> rain for an, an extended period of time to feel like we were genuinely back in winter um but the house survived Yes, yes, there are a few texts that came in. I think the house has proved its uh, nice. ability to not flood anymore. <laughs> um, it did rain a lot. The uh, protest is still here in Wellington. That is yeah. continuing on. I uh, I must say, the, the silver lining of the rain was thinking about how it was falling in certain parts of Wellington. And that's perhaps where I want to start, because you know we didn't really talk about the protests last <laughs> no, week. No, we didn't. Um, I didn't really feel the need to weigh in, you know, part, you know, there's parts of me that are like, right to protest, tick, freedom to protest, tick, totally. uh, non-violent protest, tick, um, and, you know, the other parts of me like, just to, just ignore it, just try and switch off from it, just ignore that they're there and they'll kind of go away, um, but I had a very unpleasant experience on Saturday, I was mm. working in the barber shop. Uh, it was pouring with rain, which didn't improve my mood. Uh, there were sort of clearly lots of people pouring into Wellington to join the protest for the weekend. And um, long story short, I had a very unpleasant experience with a very aggressive middle-aged uh, white man who, when requesting a coffee and I 
did the uh, the proper thing and was asking for a vaccine passport. Uh, blew up me many f words. Uh, yeah, and it was just it was it was so aggressive and you know I put something on my Instagram story and I was talking to Matt about it and how I was saying to him in in situations like that I sort of sometimes wish that I was uh, I don't want to say more aggressive in return but i guess just my personality is just to sort of kind of grin and bear it but man just like ruin my morning ruin my day and it sort of pushed me over the edge with uh the people that are currently at parliament and i've gone from sort of trying not to be judgmental to really in like a having no time for what's going on so that's obviously continuing in wellington mm. um and yeah i guess the the rain sort of led to quite a an a long inside weekend it was really nice to just sort of chill inside Fran and I the two of us and then of course that led into Monday which was Valentine's Day um I spent four hours my uh Valentine's Day at Wellington Hospital doing my role play work having my uh (laughs) abdomen inspected by 16 brand new University of Otago fourth year medical students uh on the first day of university so well the first day of that year, so a yep, particularly yeah, yeah. shy, uncomfortable uh, group of 21, 22-year-olds. So that was an interesting way to spend Valentine's Day. Uh, the evening itself was much nicer. We we made some dinner in, uh, had a few drinks, and it was just sort of the best version of, like, um, you know, Valentine's in, in together. Um, interestingly, I, I think I mentioned this last week, but, you know... Uh, Often people tend to go out for Valentine's. It was a Monday. Lots of restaurants shut on Monday. So we very quickly decided to have dinner in. Uh, I cooked a nice pasta dish. Fran made a absurdly large uh, raspberry and rhubarb pie in one of our Ooh. new sort of KitchenAid. You know New World is doing the KitchenAid yeah, stickers yeah, thing? Yeah. Sort of the smeg knives. Uh, not quite as impressive younger cousin. Um, but we got the pie dish and... Man, it is genuinely the biggest pie I've ever seen. And, I mean, what, it's Thursday and we still have probably four portions left. So, yeah, yeah. Valentine's was really nice. And then, uh, yeah, so the last few days, relatively uneventful. Uh, one of uh, my good friends and someone that you've come to know over the years, Connor, is about to head over to Melbourne. So we did dinner on Tuesday and sort of some going away things this weekend to look forward to. But, uh yeah, that's sort of been been the week the week for me. It's felt like not that much has happened, but also a few things have. Um, and then hopefully this weekend will uh, will be be as nice as it has been today. But talk to me of Auckland. The Omicron is rampant. Over a thousand <laughs> cases for your city today. I know. Uh, how have the last seven days been for you? Oh, and the cats come home. That's nice. Oh, hello, Amber. Um, yeah, uh, my week has been like it started off uh since since last recording um it's been yeah it's been a very mixed mixed bag um those first two days and then yeah i had a lovely weekend so but on the whole honestly my i feel very um what's the word i'm looking for uh i guess i feel very confident uh in where i am right now in the terms of my relationship uh, with Morgan and everything, and this weekend was just very um, fulfilling, I guess. That's a good way nice. of putting it. Yeah. Um, but look, I'll start off with the, the bad news, because the rest of it's really good. Um, last Friday, 
um, I met up with um, my soaking team. Um, for those that don't know, um, yeah, I know it sounds weird, especially <laughs> if, you, if you know now. what soaking is. Or I'm not going to explain what soaking actually is as a as a term. Um, <laughs> go look it up. Moving actually, on. don't look it up. Don't. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I was. Um, I have been in the process of creating a theatre show, uh, which was meant to go on last year. Um, but uh, COVID had other I- other ideas and had other plans, so we postponed it uh, to happen next month in March. And we got together in January and started working through and creating the show and everything like that. Uh, and then once again, COVID and Omicron decided to come to our shores um, and just, yeah, mess it, mess it all up. And... We met last Friday, and we have decided to cancel the show. Um, and when I say that, I mean with last week I was talking about whether we were going to postpone it or cancel it or something like that. But we've decided we're actually going to fully cancel the show. Um, we had really big talks and discussions, but a we really didn't want to postpone it again because theatre and venues and just the creative arts so uncertain at the moment Mm. um and especially because it's already been postponed once we wouldn't didn't want to have to put a date on it and then something happen again um i i kept making the joke to them i was like it's our own fault for trying to create a theater show during a pandemic um so yeah uh and yeah we talked about potentially looking at other ways of doing it within the next coming months and things like that but um we've got our own really you know our lives outside of doing this and people have got plans and things so we've just decided to cancel it all together um but in saying that we did come to the conclusion um that we still really love the idea of turning it into a short film um we love the content uh and we love the kind of um world we've created for the show and we feel like it could really come across in a short film as well so over the next coming months um adeline and ruby are kind of going to tackle uh tackle it and try and make a short film script uh and then in a couple months time uh we're going to see if we can film that um and yeah exactly and create something with it because we do really love it and we don't want to just let it die um but we're very aware that we want the show to be a theater show with a live audience because it's so intimate and it just won't have the same impact if you record it um but in saying that we want to adapt it into a short film uh and create it for that medium as well uh and do something with it over the coming months so that's exciting in itself but we have very much just laid it to rest um for february and march and we'll just see um how covid goes over the coming months um so that's where the show is that is the update um very sorry for everyone who wanted more stories about it coming forward but um look it will be back just in the future at some point um Mm. oh i'm sorry about that man like it's okay as you said you know there's not a whole lot you can do about it and there's no point there's no point dragging out the the frustration and and trying to sort of salvage something because you're right the yeah. theater is so much about momentum yeah, and exactly. especially with a device show the difficulties to pause and come back and try and pick up the threads is, is really difficult so i uh i sympathize with you i empathize with you thank you but ultimately i think you've made a smart decision um and and for those 
who were planning on on going, you just have to to wait for the film version. Exactly. Or never. Or never. Ex- or and never. if never, yeah. accept it. <laughs> but in saying that, our international audience, you know, you may get a glimpse of what I've been talking about uh, True. in, in True. the future. So that's cool in itself. At the as well. Edinburgh Fringe. No. Oh my goodness! Actually, look, we've talked about it, so who knows? <laughs> um, and yeah, that's the kind of end of the bad news. I've got a lot to kind of roll through now, so I'll be as fast as I can. Um, basically last week I was talking about, um, how we had applied for an apartment. I can confirm oh, we yeah. got that apartment. Um, 10 minutes after we finished recording yeah, last week. And I know exactly. We finished recording last week and I got this email, uh, and I looked at it and it was basically the tenancy agreement bond, all of that kind of stuff. And I was like, why have I got this email? Does this mean that I have it? I haven't heard anything else. Okay. This is good signs. That night, uh, Morgan had planned to take to go out for dinner and a surprise, which I didn't know about. So I rang her um, after we had finished everything, and I was like, "Hey, did you get this email?" She's like, "Yes, yeah, an email about the flat." Ah, yes. Oh, was it meant to be a surprise? She was like, "Yes, that's what tonight was for." <laughs> So it was a complete blunder on the landlord sending it to me because Morgan had planned us going out for dinner uh, and we were going to order a drink and she was going to tell me there and it'd be a surprise. Um, but I acted, I you know, because I'm an actor, I went there and I was like, oh, so what's what's the surprise? What have you got to tell me? And we waited for our cocktail to arrive and then we cheers and then she said it. Um, so that was cute in itself. So yeah, went for dinner and some drinks and then her surprise after because I was trying to get it out of her what it was. She was like, you will enjoy it. I was like, okay. We started walking down the waterfront, down the viaduct, um, at much where we went for lunch that time by Good Luck Coconut. Um, and we started walking towards the ASB Theatre. Um, and she got us free tickets to a theatre show mm. at ASB. Um, it was their first show of the year uh, and the opening show for Grand Horizons. Um and yeah, it was brilliant. She, her client, um, cause Morgan is a barber. If those of you that don't know, um, one of her clients came in and said, you know, I'm stage managing the show. Um, oh, my partner does theater and he hooked us up with two free tickets and some, some drinks. Cool. Um, and yeah, so we went to, went to see a theater show. It was so weird. Um, also very sad knowing that I had just canceled my theater show. What well, was and talks of canceling my theater show and going to see one that was very strange in itself. Um, but it was really nice. You know, she had planned this whole thing and we went and saw a theater show and it was really cool. Um, grand horizons, basically about, um, an, an old married couple that are coming to that, you know, um, looking at getting a divorce and how the family reacts to that and things that she said, it reminded her a lot about, uh, her, her family, uh, and her parents, <laughs> which was, which was quite cool in itself. Um, so that was really cool. We saw a theater show. Um, and that was really the start of our Valentine's really. Cause that was Thursday night after recording. Um, and then during the weekend, which we had planned, um, about a month or so ago, we went to Waiheke Island. Mm. Um, and we got a nice Airbnb there, uh, which was lovely, but yeah, we arrived on the Island. Her sister was actually already over there with, um, with her partner, picked us up, went out for some brunch and then we went to a winery, um, Airbnb, we had a nap and then we went to Mudbrook Vineyard, which is like one of the top, I guess, 
um, high and mighty vineyards that are on the island. There's so many. I couldn't believe how many there actually are. And you are love wine, Waikiki. so you know. Well, that's just it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that much of a wine drinker, but I, I did, I did go for it. Um, at, at the first place we went to, I got a wine, tried one. I was like, yeah, pleasantly surprised. And yeah, we went to Mudbrick, and honestly, it's the most I've splashed out on a dinner before. Um, you know, we did the whole starters, entree, main, dessert. We got a bottle of wine for the table. We felt we felt very. Um, uh, very fancy and very classy, even though we were only in the like bis- the bistro, the bistro, bistro part of the um, vineyard because they have a restaurant as well. Um, but it was lovely. It was such a nice time. Um, and then, but we happened to, as James mentioned before, um, we happened to go during a cyclone. Uh, so it wasn't the best of weather on Waiheke. We got there. It was very cloudy, um, misty, didn't rain a lot. Um, but yeah, heavy winds. Um, so yeah, that day was pretty murky. Sunday, a very windy day. We actually just watched um, TV at the Airbnb for a couple of hours. Um, and then we decided to go out for dinner and the weather cleared up and we had a beautiful Thai dinner on the island. Um, and then on Monday, we came back from Waiheke and then she had to go to work for the rest of the day. So, oh, our, yeah, so our Valentine's was really the whole weekend. It wasn't Monday itself. Um, but then she did come back to mine, um, Monday night and, um, we ordered in some dinner just to finish off the whole experience and finish Valentine's. And yeah, it was, it was such a, such a fulfilling, uh, fulfilling weekend and, and past you know, those couple of days. Um, and then the yeah, past couple of days, I really haven't done anything cause I, I did it all then. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's my catch up. It's been very, very up and down with like future events, but like knowing I've got an apartment coming, we move in next week. Yeah. I was um, going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. So we move in next week, next Friday. Um, so yeah, pending on episode next week, we're just going to have to keep an eye on that because I'm going, am going to be, uh, doing a lot of things yeah. coming up. Coming new up acu- to new acoustics to plan for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, the most important thing. Yeah, uh, of course, of course. Well, I'm going to have my own, uh, own recording room, so that's going to be exciting. Uh, wait for that episode. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, very, very good weekend, and yeah, absolutely in love and smitten with Morgan. So it was lovely to have that time together and and feel very, like I said, confident in where we're going and where we're taking um, our next step in our relationship. It's beautiful, man. Such a nice. I mean, it yeah. was funny that we we literally finished last week and Matt got this email and was, I don't know, he was just so suspicious of it. And it makes <laughs> sense now that it wasn't meant to come to you because yeah, the communication was a bit weird. But yeah, obviously super stoked that you've uh, you've got the apartment. I mean, I'm a crown pending. I was meant to be coming up to Auckland for your show. Those flights obviously still booked, and the trip is still in theory going to happen. We'll see where we're at with uh, cases in a month or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you very much look forward to uh, sampling the, the hospitality of the new apartment, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like you had a really nice weekend in, and probably a nice few days to sort of curb the blow of the show, which is yeah. obviously a bummer, but nice to have other, other positive things happening in and, in and around that. I've got to say... I think this is just a Wellington thing because of Soames Island, which if you're not from Wellington, Soames Island is 
I don't know how you would describe it in like square hectares or square meters or whatever, but it's pretty small. Like you could probably walk around the exterior of Soames Island in an hour. Mm. Um, no one lives on Soames Island, but you know, you can go, I think you can go and you can camp there. And I sort of always view Waiheke through a Soames Island lens. Yeah, so when nah. you're like, there's a winery there and like there's restaurants and stuff. I don't know why. I've just never quite clicked that Waiheke is, you know, it's massive. It's, it's, I don't want to call it a city, but like, it probably is, right? I mean, if it has that much, that much stuff. Yeah, well, it has um, its own like main township, which isn't massive. But then, yeah, there's like three other little suburbs to, to the island. Um, and then, yeah, vineyards scattered around the whole entire thing. Um, it's 92 yeah, kilometers squared, according to Google. 92 yes yeah well there you go quite big so yeah we got there thinking oh yeah we'll walk to these places no uh we stayed in a very small vicinity uh, of about one uh kilometer two kilometer walk from where we were staying which actually worked out really well where we where we stayed was really good and saw sir graham henry on a on his oh. morning walk as we went for breakfast one morning Oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah. Sir Graham Henry, very nice to sign around a bit of paper that I had at Wellington Airport some 15 years ago. I still have that somewhere. That's my Graham Henry story to go with your nice. Graham Henry story. Nice, um, <laughs> better than but, mine. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, now I feel bad for sort of <laughs> taking your story in. I was just trying to share the fact that I, I have also... I have seen him as well. <laughs> he exists in person. Uh, I, I've done the maths on Google, and Soames Island is 25 hectares, and Waiheke is 9,200, so... Oh, my God. Not not the same at <laughs> not all. Not the same, man. no. Um, yeah, uh, and... and um, Recently, some other people, I think, was, you know, Connor is talking about going to Waiheke before he leaves. It's it's so kind of going onto the list, I think. I haven't really realized that it's such a, such a thing. It's a thing um, you've got to do. Just make sure you don't go during a cyclone. Yes. Yes, that's <laughs> true. That that amount of rain is not really pleasant anywhere outside. But um, <laughs> we, we digress. We dive too far into niche New Zealand uh, travel for those <laughs> listeners anywhere in New Zealand. Probably not that interesting. I have a question for you, my friend. Yes. If you're ready and willing and able. I am ready and willing. But not able. That's fine. Oh, no, and able. Sorry. And, a- and able. And able. No, not <laughs> able. Um, my question to you this week is kind of a classic. Like a, I don't know, a a standard what would you do question which to be honest after 80 90 however many episodes we've done i'm really surprised we haven't asked it yet because uh, it's just an absolute classic and my question to you is if you could time travel oh, nice. would you go forward or back and what would be the century the decade and the single city that you would visit for the time period of one week. Now, I realize this is a question that requires some thinking. I haven't prepped Matt. I know there's a little bit of racking of the brain, so I might sort of monologue away while he he uh, rubs his fingers into his eyes and looks generally sort of <laughs> in pain. Um, yeah, I just thought, how have we never spoken about this before we've we've took oh he's on his phone don't bloody ask quora um but yes <laughs> century decade uh 
I guess you could pick the year, but you know, if you you know, decade is is close enough. If you sort of you know, you know, I'm not asking for a specific year, but um, yeah, I I've been I've been pondering this. I've been thinking about this. I have a few answers. I don't have something so specific as to decide like this is the year or this is the thing. So it's one of those questions where I don't have a firm answer. I'm interested to discuss with you where your brain is at and maybe uh maybe i'll push you even to sort of dive in now even as you use your phone to where your brain is heading talk us through the process even if you haven't arrived at an answer yeah yeah i it's hard to think of um century or even decade in itself um because so much has happened um yes but in human existence, in human a lot existence, has happened. A lot has happened. So true. <laughs> um, I, I don't. It's really hard because obviously you're not going. Um, this question isn't about going back and changing something or going no. forward and no. you know, uh, being like, uh, be careful. Um, yeah. Let me add a couple of parameters to this. We'll just say there is no butterfly effect. No yes. matter what you do, nothing will change. Yeah. And also, I will say that after your week, you know, you have to, you have to not die to return to current <laughs> life. So you're not walking around invisible and just observing. You know, you are part of whatever the culture and life and events of what occurs, but just bear in mind that if you decide to go back to say i don't know 1917 the western front you are you are capable of not returning and you have to stay for a week you can't cut your trip short so you have to plan around a week uh those are my those are my caveats as as you very sensibly mentioned the not going forward to see the lotto numbers or back to stop jfk getting shot any of that sort of stuff yeah 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 so um instantly my mind went going back to more of the classical uh period uh in rome or greece Mm. um so back uh bc which gosh you know like the classical classical period itself was like 500 to like 300 bc Mm. um so yeah like i would say somewhere in there it's just whether i'd want to go i'd probably want to go yeah i'd probably do greece i'd probably do greece and like like 450 bc uh because i just kind of want to i just kind of want to see how it was all going uh back then like there was a lot going on before anything was going on um i think like what you said the survivability i think would probably be quite i mean easy and hard depending on where i actually went well that's Um, the thing what what's your city are you going sort of mainstream athens or yeah it would probably be mainstream athens like you know like pantheon kind of thing um uh you know maybe roll up on like sophocles or something be like hey man what's going up on that head of yours right now (laughs) um yeah i think i think it'd be very much like wanting to go to the theater um mm. seeing that greek tragedies like in amphitheaters back then i think would just be such a spectacle 
um, and just getting amongst um, their, you know, Dionysus festivals and and just getting crunk uh, in, in ancient Greece. I think that'd be sick. Well, Sophocles was alive in 1440s, 440 BC. So I don't know if you managed to quickly Google that, but at least you've you've picked the right time period. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you, you know, what's your purpose? But I think you're right. The and that's why I said a week because it's mm, it's mm. an experiencing totally something, right? And I think 440 BC Athens, you'll probably be, be fine. I mean, you'll have to find some way of you know feeding yourself for a week. I don't know if you can take if I'm going to let you take something of value with you to trade and barter for food. A nutrition but, bar. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll probably... F- protein you'll be, bars. You'll be fine just observing quietly. You know, it's sort of time and place that I'm sure people are just wandering the streets. Where are you going to sleep? You know, I don't know. Maybe you stumble across a, a Greek orgy perchance. Uh, Ex- and exactly. Only for the sake of having somewhere to sleep. Um, <laughs> this is fast becoming maybe our most wow. hour 18 episode ever. Um, <laughs> I like it though. And it's interesting what you said about about theater because that you know as soon as i was pitching this question to myself to ask you and that's i imagine the case that you do the same question time you know you have to have an interesting answer or process in order to justify Mm. asking the other person um and immediately my thought was you know what are you wanting to experience and and theater was sort of one of the things for for myself so one of my two answers maybe to be even more generic than, than yours. And I was like, well, you know, this, you know, there's so much talk within our industry about, you know, Shakespeare, what was his yeah, plays? True. You know, what were they actually like at the globe? Yeah. I've read a few books recently that have sort of fictionalized that time period. And, and I, I, I think London has such a, a rich, both in, in, positive ways and negative ways history that it would be interesting to see what that city was like back then because you could go to london now and sort of you know parts of london are so old that things are still remaining i think that would be add value to kind of if you went back in time to london and you went there now you could appreciate oh that's still there that's not there that kind of stuff as well as you know you you'd have to pick your your year and see a certain play that would have to be a decision i presume unlike now there's probably only one of shakespeare's plays on at the globe at any one time um so yeah that was kind of instantly where my brain went to sort of try and justify you because you'd want to experience something in that in that week that you were there as well as kind of general life part of me thought well like 1602 london like maybe it's pretty dirty and like <laughs> food isn't great but you know there are there are parts of the world that are probably dirty and the food isn't that great so you know now so yeah <laughs> so that was one of my thoughts um my other answer and and as i sort of worked my way back i was like oh anything the 20th century i'm not sure anything jumps out i mean like a lot of wars um you know there's nothing like I don't feel the need to like go back to the seventies and sixties to like experience those times. There wasn't really any city that sort of jumped out at me, but from a pure experiential level, just trying to rack my brains of like, what would be one thing that I would go back in time for to experience that one thing Mm -hmm. from an event perspective. I think what has, uh, what has come to me is in 2003, Robbie Williams, three, concerts at nebworth in uh in england and they were the 
the biggest live concerts that have ever been done in UK history. I think not the biggest ever. There's some crazy ones in South America and stuff, but uh, the 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 audience with like 120,000 was done outside in Nebworth, which is sort of a rural part of the UK. And I remember, you know, watching the CD DVD of that concert was a really big moment for me and my musical upbringing. Mm, mm. And I think from like a a pure nostalgia, like I feel like I've been to that concert and <laughs> and like I've watched that DVD so many times. I know yeah. the set, the crowds are just amazing. The sort of give and take uh, with Robbie Williams is so incredible. And I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure whatever, I mean, obviously concerts are not happening at the moment. No, you can go to big festivals overseas, you know, you would never experience 120,000 size crowded New Zealand anywhere, you know, even events like Tomorrowland and Coachella and stuff don't pack that many people in. And I think from a sort of early 2000s, I could probably go to two different nights and experience a little little bit of uh london over that week was sort of my more modern justification yeah yeah um but i just thought it was interesting that my brain went to that event as something that i don't think i've experienced but i i've sort of watched enough times that going in person might be really interesting yeah nice um yeah i don't uh, that's not necessarily a prompt for you but it'd be interesting if there's anything sort of in your because i guess 2003 i was eight years old sort of anything more contemporary or modern i don't know like an olympic games or a world cup or a, you know something that more event-based that you would decide not that i'm expecting you to answer that now it's sort of just a prompt to you and to the audience to to think about if you weren't going like oh i'll go back to 1860s austria because i'm interested in that time you know if you're picking an <laughs> event around which to base your week what would that kind of event be yeah yeah i don't know i can't think of anything like that i have missed out because i was a child in that sense um oh yeah i don't i don't know that's a very good question i mean hearing you speak about shakespeare and stuff i don't know why that wasn't my first answer um but like yeah yes definitely that is on the list for sure i think that'd be amazing um but yeah honestly i i don't know on it there was another this is going back not like you said this isn't temporary but i would have loved to have seen the completion of the pyramids in egypt mm. you know just to see if they were really built hey you might not were, make it back pal if there's if ever a time to we're surviving <laughs> yeah. where you'd probably get roped in and <laughs> get up there now oh yeah. I, i'm only here for a week i can't stay here <laughs> i'm here for a weekend <laughs> um yeah uh, it's a really good question and i can't think of anything off the top of my head for something more contemporary um yeah i hey, just ponder it ponder it and i will ponder next it next week yes there will yeah. be something that because i think there will be something i think everyone probably has an event that has happened during their lifetime that we experienced, you know, via TV or via radio or like just before our lifetime that mm. we've gone like, Oh, it would have been cool to be there, which is an entirely different sort of t- time travel experience than like a, Oh, I'll go back X amount of centuries and see what life was like. And there's no wrong answers. I mean, the wrong answer I think is going forward. I don't know anyone who would decide to go, 
to go forward. I'm yeah, not well, sure imagine if I've if... ever heard a good justification for why time travel forward. Imagine if idea. you got forward and there was nothing there. Yeah, good luck getting back. <laughs> you know, like, and you know, they, they say a lot's going to start happening by 2050 uh, on the rate that we're going. You know, imagine if you went to like, you know, 3,000 or not even that, like 2,100. Mm. Take yourself to the 2030s and and be be happy if if it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just funny because time travel is such a trope within you know. TV shows and films, and I don't mean just from like a Doctor Who perspective, like loop, not even entertainment that base themselves around time travel. I mean, shows like Family Guy and The Simpsons and Community, you know, the sort of light fear where time travel was such a storytelling device. Mm. Um, just one of those classic questions. And honestly, I don't know why we've never asked it before you would think that in the the many weeks we've had where we've been trying to come up with a question it would have brought itself to the top um but as a natural sort of segue into the entertainment industry tv film uh theater perhaps obviously you've you've already spoken about uh the show that you went to see yes uh what have you been watching over the last week what's uh what's been consuming your eyeballs your ear holes and all other kind of sensory <laughs> sensory overload areas for uh entertainment yeah nice uh yeah not a lot not a lot like i said <laughs> what i i said before uh grand horizons uh at asb theater on waterfront uh in auckland um but the only the only show i've i think i've talked about it before um snowpiercer um tv show on netflix um second season um is 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 out um, so I've watched, I think the first three or four episodes that have been released, that's being released weekly, um, Snowpiercer, um, based on novel. Um, and there was also a movie created many years ago, uh, which has old, uh, Chris, Chris Evans, uh, stars in it. Um, mm. but yeah, Snowpiercer, uh, season two, um, catching up with that. Um, and the only other show that I've been watching this week um is on its second season and it's in relation to a topic that uh we have talked about before um that being reality tv shows um and that is lovers blind do you know the show i don't know no no uh yeah lovers blind um basic premise here we go people if you haven't watched it yourself um lovers bind gets i think it's either i think it's 10 um people uh, sorry 20 people 10 10 men 10 women um and basically it's like blind dating um they have i think 10 days to find the love of their life and ask them to marry them um so they they there's there's pods with rooms with like a very thin wall in between the rooms and yeah the guys i don't know how they choose or whether they randomly match up or something um but yeah they basically have to date 10 other people um to try and find the love of their life uh and if they connect with someone and they really want a life with this person they have to ask them to marry them uh they then uh go to a resort um i believe for a week um and you know spend that kind of um time together 
and then after that, they go into normal life, into an apartment together, and then they get married. Uh, so I think there's from from asking from from the proposal to the wedding, it's four weeks. So they have ten days to find the love of their life, and then they've got four weeks to actually make it work or figure out if this is going to work. Um, it's wild. It's it's a wild show, and you know the contestants themselves think like if you don't think like if you know if you've if I've had thoughts about this not being true, it's true uh and yeah it's a very very uh different concept love is blind obviously you know to truly see if love is blind by finding the love of your life by just you know getting to know their personality and not their looks uh but then they add in elements of looks and living together and family into the elements to see how it actually how it actually goes going forward um and yeah it's it's very entertaining uh but also very like yep saw that coming <laughs> um so yeah love is blind too coming out weekly i think there's like four or five episodes out um so yeah just waiting for the other ones to be released what uh country is it uh american america yep. i only say that because i know there are a couple of new zealand reality dating slash loving romance uh shows coming soon because i've seen the casting calls for them like all over social media and stuff in the last six months or so um i don't yeah i know there's a japan there's a japan lovers blind um so you know you never you never know which one of these shows is gonna be based here um it's amazing how how producers and production companies can just eke three percent different uh, love-based reality shows out by just trying to change one different thing. I yeah, mean, I know. Think of the amount of shows that we can name that are essentially the same show. Bachelor, Bachelorette, uh, Love Island, uh, Marriage at First Sight, Married at First Sight, you know, all these sorts of shows, and yet we just watch them. Like, the fascination <laughs> with watching people, however scripted, however inauthentic, uh try and try and form a relationship it's just yeah. it will never it will never go away because it's just even if it's terrible i mean where would you say the show sits on the scale of like actually good to you're watching it because everyone on it are like terrible people and it's like terrible programming where does it sit on that kind of spectrum oh that's a really good question uh i think mm, I think drama wise, I'd rather watch like Love Island or something. Yeah. Um, because that's just that's just good funny TV. That. Um, yeah, it's not terrible, but I think, like you said, I think now that you've watched you've watched the first you know first two episodes, you get invested in who actually makes it, uh, and you just want to see if it does work out. Um, so in in that sense well done in like hooking hooking you in um but watchability i'm gonna give it like a solid 6.5 that's okay because we don't go into reality tv shows of that kind of genre expecting them to be amazing you're watching exactly exactly that's fine that's fine um 
And I think it is interesting to dissect the kind of range of those shows. Something like Love Island, which clearly doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, it is a comedy, whereas something like The Bachelor is edited so heavily as a it's, drama. Like, it's it a takes drama. itself so seriously. Yeah. And then shows like uh, Beauty and the Geek, where there has never been any point in an episode of Beauty and the Geek. I watched the last season of Beauty and the Geek Australia, where I thought anyone would end up together. It's just like the premise is just, I don't... I don't believe that that would happen. Whereas yeah. there are some yeah. other shows we do we do believe that, and they are all slightly different, but they are all doing the exact same thing, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think social experiments are very very interesting, just mm. to see how people tick and what's uh, what's also performance based as yeah. well. You know, yeah. like what's for the cameras and what's not. Mm. Is that um? Is that your what you're watching? I think that is that is it that that is yeah the the only other thing that I quickly mentioned for my gamers out there that are listening um I've been getting back into cyberpunk um which I've talked about before um they just released a ps5 upgrade for cyberpunk uh previously ps4 game um but they've upgraded it for ps5 and it's so much better so if you do have a ps5 or even ps4 they've done a really big patch um so yeah if you were holding out to play the game um or you didn't enjoy it the first time around i recommend downloading the patch um or getting the game and giving another run through because uh yeah they've definitely improved so that's my last one nice nice um well, i'm similar to you there hasn't been that much this week for me uh i did amongst other things watch episode one of murderville which i very much enjoyed i Yo. will be watching the rest of the, the nice. season um <laughs> the main reason why i don't have much to report is i'm still plowing my way through the office us season five i think there's probably only a couple more weeks left to that and it'll be over and there'll be more to report but to be honest my biggest uh what are you watching this week has been all based around the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Amazon's Lord of the Rings series uh, has released its first teaser trailer, which came in the Super Bowl, amongst other sort of visual uh, posters and all sorts of things, um, which has been sort of years in the making and... And I've, I've, uh, I just feel really invested in the show. I think from the whole New Zealand narrative, you know, they came here to film the first season and then they effed off overseas because of all the <laughs> COVID stuff and we won't get into that. Um, you know, from the whole, it's the most, you know, the biggest budget TV show ever. Storyline is interesting. You know, will they butcher the source material or will it really add storyline? But there's been so much secrecy around uh, the Lord of the Rings, you know talk of actors uh filming parts not even knowing who their character was that level of secrecy because you know with big productions like this spoilers are, are such a are such an issue but they released this first teaser trailer in the super bowl have you seen it uh yes yes i have You've seen it cool yeah yeah um yeah. you know it's it's your classic kind of snippets from different characters and by now they've sort of announced officially maybe seven or ten of the core cast like we know uh galadriel and the uh the actor playing galadriel and alrond and the actor playing alrond and some characters that you know we aren't super familiar with within the 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 tolkien canon but i've got to be honest the reason why i'm so invested in the show is uh i i went to drum school with someone that is part of part yeah. of the, uh, the core cast uh his name is will fletcher 
great guy. Um, he was a three year BA student, and he was fin- he was in his third year, the one year that I was at Bristol Vic. Really nice guy. Um, you know, we weren't never like super close friends, but uh, close enough that twenty nineteen, the New Year's of twenty twenty, we were at uh his his flat friend and i for new years no we caught up a few times um and without going into any more detail like i knew he was involved in the show mainly because he was in new zealand and you know putting pieces together of stuff being filmed in new zealand and things but had no idea what his role was if it was significant if it wasn't but watched the trailer for the first time and i was like I'm pretty sure that's Will. Um, <laughs> and if you watch the Lord of the Rings teaser trailer, he is in one of the very last sort of scene shots. And he is the actor that's in the sort of battle that sort of yells out. It's just after uh, a dwarf sort of swings his axe and cracks open a stone. Um, and it hasn't been confirmed yet. This is just based off. Uh, I mean, when I say it hasn't been confirmed, I don't, know which sites are reputable and which aren't there's a twitter account called fellowship of fans and stuff but there have been multiple websites that have said that will is playing finrod who is galadriel's brother which is a not insignificant part within the story uh the lord of the rings rings of power takes place in the second age uh i won't go into sort of tolkien lore too much but uh (laughs) finrod galadriel's brother is killed in the first age Uh, he's a significant part of of the first age and is sort of one of the strongest beings for good uh and is actually fights uh a young sauron at one point so you know i uh nothing is 100 percent announced until the sort of lord of the rings on prime instagram page announces the kind of characters but yeah when i saw he was in the trailer and when i saw the sort of the the anticipated announcement of who he was playing i was like that's sick that's really really yeah, cool it's just mean. from i mean i think the trailers had 250 million views already and it's been four days or something it's just yeah. just crazy to think the size of this production of course the fact that season one was all filmed in new zealand you know i think it will be really interesting to see when it comes out you know does it have the new zealand stamp on it there's been so much talk about the cgi and and you know the the reddit online critics of this world have been saying you know it looks too clean it doesn't look lived in enough uh looks too much like game of thrones all that sort of stuff but i'm all in on the rings of power sort of not the hype like i'm not excited for from a this is the new marvel film that matt can't wait to see type perspective (laughs) i'm just really hooked from an investment and is it going to be good is it not knowing someone in the core cast yeah Uh, so yeah i've been on the i've been on the the internet threads the podcast reviewing the trailer because i'm i'm just in and that's sort of what's mainly consumed me over the last few days so if you haven't seen the trailer what are you waiting for? 250 million people have seen it. Before. Well, that's not true. It's been viewed <laughs> that many times. Uh, but yeah, it comes out September 2nd. And I just think it may be the first show. I presume they're releasing the whole season in one go. It may be the first show that I just binge in like two two days or one day. Because from like a spoilers perspective, I think it'll yeah, probably it be the show yeah. that I'm most invested, yep, yep. interested in compared to anything anything before so yeah that's been my main thing for the last week nice 
nice yeah i mean i think you have i mean it's lore that you really enjoy so I yeah mean, yeah shout, yeah you know like shout from the rooftops about that because i think yeah i think that's really cool um yeah i'm excited for it for sure um i definitely know i need to catch up uh morgan because she hasn't i believe has she seen mm, i know she hasn't seen star wars um which i'm very upset about so we need to do a marathon of that soon i can't remember about lord of the rings um but yeah uh, i it does it 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 looks really good i get what you mean about it looking clean because it does um but you know oh gosh everything's gonna look cleaner these days nothing's gonna have that same film grain of what it did you know about a decade ago or so so i mean go away trolls leave it alone yeah Wait for that it being said out. that being said my expectations are high and if the show isn't good i'm not going to be someone that forgives it for the sake of it because when you have a budget that big and when you have the opportunity to work in new zealand with the new zealand crews and do all the practical effects like money was no no issue so if it mm. isn't if it if it isn't good if it ain't good this if it ain't be. good then what have also, you done yeah also like I left New Zealand for the UK for season two, so, yeah. you know. Get out of here. <laughs> Thanks but for yeah. helping us. Yeah, down week for us. Not a down week for us, but from a, you know, there have been weeks where we've chucked a whole bunch of stuff out there, and uh, it's okay for us to weeks off. Look, Valentine's Day took up important exactly. time and space. You know, us being uh, caring partners that we are. Yeah. have you know, been uh, yeah, other things in the space. Um also been reading a few books recently, which I won't go into, but you Ooh, know, ayo. one of my New Year's New Year's goals to read more books, I can say that that is happening. So, you know, sometimes get away from the screen, stick your nose in a book and and uh, consume some literature. <laughs> Liter nice. I like it. I see you reaching for your beer for a sip. Talk to me about this this wet beer. Don't yeah. don't be shy. Don't hold back. If it ain't for you, let the people know. Yeah. What are your thoughts? It's not. I'm just drinking it to finish it because I feel like I have to round out the episode by finishing it, but I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, like I said, it's nothing like what we drink on the show. Um, and that is just in my head. It's not that it's not drinkable. It's just not that enjoyable from a craft beer point of view. Um, uh, you know, from everything else that my palate has had in brulette, uh, this is not it. Um, and I can safely say that this is definitely the worst one that I've had. Um, sad. Yeah, I know. I know. Sad. Um, and for that, it's really low. Uh, uh like, like I said, it's drinkable. It's not horrible. Um, but it's just not enjoyable. So for that, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to give it a straight up five. Uh, yeah right in the middle i really don't enjoy this and i'm sorry um what would you rather drink that then it doesn't have to be craft beer just to give it some perspective what would i rather drink that then yeah like what is it better than would you if someone offered that to you as opposed to a tui would you choose that or would you choose the tui nah take a tui (laughs) wow wow Wow, okay. I hey, I fine. Fine. I I really like Tui. So, <laughs> what what is a what is a better crap beer that I should have said that would be worse than that for you? Uh, like a double brown. Interesting. I'll take a double brown over Tui any day. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> Five low score. That's fine. I admire your bravery for coming on here and choosing something. Will you revert back to a nice, safe, hazy next week? 
me think so. Um, <laughs> the Ermnaut Brixton Pale Ale. Hey, it's really good, to be honest. Um, I would say, as far as pale ale, pale ales go, it's probably heading in the direction of an IPA. Um, in terms of the, the malts and the hops they're using, it says it's New Zealand malts and English hops. I don't know, you know, it doesn't name specifically. Um, but it's definitely better than the other pale ales I've had on the show. I'm going to have one more sip just to just to figure out a score. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, it's quite light as well. I'd like definitely, I said before, heading in the direction of an IPA. But I think it's also heading in the direction of a lager and that it's, it's uh, light in terms of fruit notes and it not being... Mm-hmm. I don't know, I think some pale ales I've had in, in the past have been kind of bland, and this isn't bland. Uh, notoriously, the first beer I ever had on Brulette was Sawmill's Pale Ale, which was a 6.7 in my book, the lowest score I've ever given it. This certainly certainly rises above the ranks for that. I'm just having a little, little scroll here. I think it's probably in the high sevens. I think I will give it. And now I'm just absolutely <laughs> scrolling past. Oh, yeah, that. You know what? I'm going to give it an 8.1. Nice. For no nice. other reason than I saw I gave Garage Project Garage Easter a 7.9. I thought, I'd rather drink that than Garage Easter. So it's it's the 8. It's done well confidently the best pale ale we've had well i've had on the show i don't know can't remember where your scale your scale has been yeah i don't think i've had a lot of pale ales no we can uh we can still dream of the day that we we compare beers that we've had uh now that matt's show is not happening in march if indeed i do go to march there is extra time so that may be a silver lining uh any final thoughts for this week as we round things out uh you know there's been ups there's been downs but hey We've been here to, to discuss it all. Yeah, um, man, I think my final views on this week, I think, you know, I think especially in New Zealand um, is keep your head up. Um, I know that it's like, you know, so daunting with all of these numbers coming up and it's only going up from here and things like that. But, you know, like our um, our brothers and sisters uh, listening overseas, um, I know that, you know, a lot of you guys have been going through a lot um, over the past couple of years from more than what we have. Um, so we're really behind on that ball and, and trying to just kind of function function as normally or the new normal as possible um, to really just kind of live with it, but live with it safely, obviously. So, yeah, for us Kiwis, I think, you know, keep it going forward, keep doing the steps that, you know, we need to take in order to just look after ourselves and look after the people next to us um and yeah just yeah just be be smart um and we'll we'll get there we'll 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 get through the thing um but i think yeah i uh, last thing i think it's important to you know make sure that you have something that you can fall back on that you enjoy uh that's not necessarily like going out or going to the movies or seeing theater or something like that for me it's playing video games uh for james it could be potentially you know reading a book um so you know make sure you have those little those little havens and getaways um in home where you can kind of just retreat to um and have a moment to yourself um because i think that's important during you know during tumultuous uh uncertain times um is to just have a have a break um but yeah enjoy what you can when you can uh, and they do be those. uncertain 
They do be uncertain. They do be. They do be. <laughs> yeah, I think those are some some nice thoughts to to round things out. Uh, on this Thursday, the seventeenth of of February, we're back in the swing of things for this year. Uh, Weekly Brew twenty six. Uh, we can just sort of say that uh, we let Amber out for a second time today. This time consensually. Uh, we wanted to see if she would roam, and you might have heard of halfway through the episode that she has returned. She is uh, having what looks like a deep sleep on the bed after a big day roaming. So I'm in a good mood. Nice. Uh, the cat is safely back, uh, not out of the bag at all. The cat is firmly stuffed back the in the bag. Is in the bag. The cat is in the bag, but with with air holes to breathe and with appropriate <laughs> nourishment. We are rambling. Um, thank you as always to you, my bro, for this week. Uh, thank you to everyone that's been listening. We hope you're doing okay. Whatever part of the world you are in from Matt and myself all that is left to be said is we will see you next time I'll be waiting for you to come around hesitating with my feet stuck in the ground